this time listening to that young jock. Uh, how's everybody doing? This is the Rich Talk Podcast, where talk is never cheap, always rich. I am your host, Mike Carter, and this morning I am fired up, I'm excited, I am so ready to unleash on this particular podcast, because this podcast, we are talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, and I believe it's the heart of God. I believe it's near and dear to his heart um, because God does not want us in debt for our entire lives. So um, shout out to the NBA season being about to jump off on July 30th. I'm excited about that. Of course, I'm a huge Laker fan. And so I believe that we are going to uh, win a championship this year. I just believe that. I mean, you might disagree with me, but I believe that my Lakers are in prime position to win a championship this year. So I'm excited about the season starting back. I'm excited about, you know, getting that thing going. I'm excited about the NBA being back. With that being said, this morning, I want to talk to you about NBA. But it's not what you think. This NBA stands for never borrow again now you know you got nba young boy he talks about uh never broke again and i love that confession you know i I can appreciate that being in his name never broke again well today our nba stands for never borrow again or never borrowing again god has been really 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 talking to me about debt freedom and at, actually, the original topic of this podcast was going to be the reality of debt freedom. And the reason why it was going to be called the reality of debt freedom, because I've talked to so many people who really don't believe that debt freedom is a reality. Many people believe that they will be in debt until the day that they die. And that's a sad commentary that people really, really believe that and people really, really think that. But they do. So I just want to let you know, you may not feel that way. There are people who do. They look at their card notes and they look at their 30-year mortgage on their home. And they look at Sally Mae, who they owe over $100,000 in debt to. And they say, man, I'm never going to get up from under all of this debt. And I want to let you know that that's just not the truth. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. And We are going to look in scripture in many instances where God initiated debt cancellation for people. And he can do that for you. He's no respect of person. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God can initiate debt debt cancellation for you as well. He can also give you a game plan to pay off all your debt. He can also just do it supernaturally. That's just the God that we serve. And so today... My job is to plant the seed of the reality of debt freedom and you living in financial freedom and you never borrowing again. That's my assignment this morning. I am planting a seed because many of you listening have never even considered the fact that you could be debt free. We think we have to borrow money for everything that we want that costs a large sum. That's just not the case. But God can't even begin to get you into that realm of living 
if he can't get you into that realm of thinking in that realm of believing. So, as I said, my job this morning or this evening or this afternoon or tonight, whichever time you're listening to this, I'm recording it in the morning. That's why I keep saying morning, but you may be listening at any time. My job is to plant a seed in your heart for debt freedom. Plant a seed in your heart for supernatural debt cancellation. Plant a seed in your heart that God wants to give you so much abundance, so much rich overflow, so much financial prosperity that you come out of debt and you never borrow again. Imagine that. Now, we're going to look at a number of scriptures, number of scriptures this morning. First one we're going to go to is in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Very familiar text. We say it all the time in church, but I wonder how many of us really spend time dissecting the text and really meditating to receive revelation from God where it becomes yours. In this particular passage, we see God making a declaration and saying to the children of Israel, if you obey me, here's what's going to happen in the first 15 verses, the first 14 or 15 verses. If you obey me, here's what I'm going to do for you. And then in the next 14, 15 verses, he says, but if you disobey me, this is what I'm going to do. You have to realize in the book of Deuteronomy, of course, we're under the old covenant. So there was a, this was basically a covenant of law where we had to uh, obey commands and we still have to obey God now, but our righteousness was based on our ability to obey commands. Well, we know that in the new covenant, our righteousness is based on the grace of God and us accepting Jesus. For he was a perfect sacrifice for us hanging up on the cross. The Bible said, he who knew no sin became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So Jesus himself fulfilled the law perfectly to the point where we could just come in, accept his sacrifice. And we are now considered to have fulfilled the law perfectly. But in the Old Testament, it wasn't like that. In the Old Covenant, you had to obey the laws that were given to Moses and um, and the Ten Commandments and all of the laws in Leviticus. And, and you know, you had to obey those laws to a T in order to be considered righteous. Now, we know nobody could do that. That's why Jesus was needed. But in this particular passage in Deuteronomy 28, God is saying, if you obey me, this is what's going to happen for you. This is what is going to happen for you. And we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 28. In verse 9, and I'm going to be reading from the Good News Translation this morning because it's one of my favorite translations in the Bible, the Good News Translation. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 9, it says, If you obey the Lord your God and do everything he commands, listen to that, everything he commands, he will make you his own people as he promised. Then all the peoples on earth will see that the Lord has chosen you to be his own people. And they will be afraid of you. The Lord will give you many children, many cattle, and abundant crops in the land that he promised your ancestors to give you. He will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work. So that you will lend to many nations. Watch this. 
but you will not have to borrow from any. Now, let's go back to verses 9-10, where it says, If you obey the Lord your God and do everything he commands, he will make you his own people as he has promised. Verse 10 is where I want to go first. Then all the peoples on earth will see that the Lord has chosen you to be his own people and they will be afraid of you. Soon as I started reading that verse just now, I started, felt the Holy Spirit come upon me. Here's what you need to know as a child of God. And even if you're not a child of God, all you have to do is make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior to become a child of God. But here's what you need to know. We as people of God and children of God are supposed to look different to everybody else who is not a child of God. It's not just about uh, walking in love. Absolutely, we're supposed to walk in love. It's not just about being gracious and merciful. It's not just about being forgiving. We are supposed to look different. How do you look different, Pastor? With material wealth and blessing. There's no way around that. Here's, look what he says in verse 11. First in verse 10, he tells them, all the people on the earth will see. They'll see it. People can't see grace and mercy. Those are intangibles. But they can see the house you live in. They can see the car that you drive. They can see the clothes you wear. They can see those things. Those are physical, material, wealth, and blessing things that God wants to distinctively set you apart from everybody else around you. You are not supposed to look like everybody else as a believer, as a child of God, okay? He says, the peoples on earth will see that the Lord has chosen you to be his own people. So you're supposed to look like you belong to God. That's so good. God said the people are going to see that you belong to me. They're not going to see that you belong to the devil. They're not going to see that you belong to the world. They're going to see that you belong to me. So God's wealth does not look like anybody else's. Glory be to God. Verse 11 says, the Lord will give you many children, many cattle, and abundant crops in the land that he promised your ancestors to give you. So God begins to lay it out. How I'm going to cause people to see that you are mine. He says, I'm going to give you many children, many cattle, and abundant crops. That was wealth back in the day. Now, of course, they had silver and gold and all that stuff. But God said, I'm going to make sure you got plenty. I'm going to make sure you got many. I'm going to make sure you have abundance. Why? Because God is a God of abundance. And what he touches becomes abundantly Bless. Glory. Hallelujah. I normally try to keep these podcasts to about 25 minutes, but I could tell this one is going to go over because I sense the anointing on what I'm talking about this morning. So the Lord said, I'm going to give you many children, many cattle and abundant crops in the land that he promised your ancestors to give you. And then watch how God takes personal responsibility for your prosperity. He says in verse 12, he will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work for the longest i have been teaching and talking about partnering with god in your businesses partnering with god in your financial affairs for the life of me i don't understand why people in why people in church want to do the money part by themselves that makes absolutely no sense to me god said i am going to Rain in your season from my rich storehouse in the sky. And I will bless your work. Why is God going to do that? 
The last part is where we're going to pull our revelation from. So that you will lend to many nations. Watch this. But you will not have to borrow from any. My God, that blessed me so much. In my meditation of this text this morning, when I got to the part that says, but you will not have to borrow from any. That's when God spoke to me and says, imagine never having to borrow money for anything. Glory to God. I need y'all to open up your mind this morning. I need you to, to completely open up your mind frame this morning and stop thinking that living this way is what I just heard the Holy Spirit say, a fairy tale. See, so many believers believe that the stuff that we teach out of the Bible concerning wealth, riches, and increase is a fairy tale. I guarantee you, if I was to go and talk to somebody in the world about this kind of stuff, they would be all into it. They understand it. They know it. For some reason, when we get into the kingdom and we begin to operate in faith, we start losing our ability to logically and sensibly receive things. God is saying here, I want to put you in a position where you never have to borrow money again. NBA, never borrow again. Look at verse 12 again. He says, he will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky. I feel the Holy Spirit on me so heavy this morning and bless all your work so that you will lend to many nations. He didn't say lend to one nation. It didn't say lend to a couple nations. God uses the word many a lot in this particular text. He says you will lend to many nations. Watch this. But you will not have to borrow from any. I need y'all to comprehend that this morning. I need you to get that in your spirit. So many of us believe that we're going to be in debt for the rest of our lives. We believe the only way we can buy that house is through debt. We believe the only way we can buy that car is we have to borrow money for it. We believe the only way we can buy those clothes is we have to have a credit card that we can charge it on. We never consider the fact that God can bless the work of our hands and the things we do so much that we have so much money that we never have to borrow again. That's literally what he said in that verse. Let me read verse 12 again. He said he will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work so that you will lend to many nations, but you will not have to borrow from any. This is not a fairy tale, y'all. This is not a, a Disney movie. This is not a, a, a some kind of, uh, um, I just watched Hamilton the other day. This is not some kind of Broadway play. This is real life. This Bible is real. And what God says in it is real. And what God is saying is, I want to prosper you so much that you can lend to many nations. You can lend to many people. You can lend as much as you want, but you'll never have to borrow. I need you to understand. I told you my assignment today is to plant a seed in your heart. That debt freedom is a reality. God told me years ago that my wife and I were going to be, he told me I was going to be a cash man and that my wife and I were going to be cash people. What God literally means is we'll never have to borrow money for anything. He's going to pay this house off. He's going to pay my car off. He's going to pay everything off. And from that day forward, we'll be buying everything cash. How many of y'all really believe that? How many of you believe that God will bless what you do so much 
that you have so much money coming in that you don't have to borrow anything. Well, I believe that. And my job is to help you believe that this morning. I believe God wants to open his rich storehouse in the sky, which is what that scripture says, and pour out his rain in season to bless the work of your hands so richly that you can lend to whoever you want to lend to, but you'll never borrow. You never have to borrow. NBA, never borrow again. You never have to borrow again. Get that in your spirit this morning. I hope you can receive that revelation. Get that in your spirit this morning. God wants to do the supernatural in your finances. And it is time for you to open up and allow God to do the supernatural in your finances. I don't care what anybody says. Do not allow them to talk you off of what the word of God says. There's no reason you, can, you cannot live a debt-free lifestyle. I don't care how much you owe Sally Mae. It's absurd that we make people go to college and pay and borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars to get an education that's supposed to help them make a great living and live the American dream. But they come out of college and they start their careers $100,000, dollars $300,000 in debt. That is asinine. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yet that is what this country sells to young people. I was fortunate enough, even though I wasn't saved and I wasn't the wisest person when I was young. And I just think God graced me. I think God covered me even in those moments to not get any student loans. I was at Southern. I went to college. I had Pell Grants. And even after I lost those Pell Grants, I don't know. I just I just was always in a position where I never wanted to get a student loan. Not sure. I saw people all around me, friends, getting student loans, going buy vehicles, buying clothes, doing all those types of things with that student loan money. I saw so many people doing that with the refund money that they get back. They pay for school, get the refund, and they take that refund and they go splurge. Look like every semester that was happening. And I saw people around me doing that. For some reason, I was just never enticed by that. I think it's because I bought a car before I started college. So I didn't need refund money for a car because I already had that. And I also think it's because I was working full time while I was in college. So I was making money. If I wanted to buy clothes, I just used the money I made from my job to go buy those clothes. So the student loan thing just never appealed to me. And I can't sit here and say it's because I was wise enough to know, oh, you're going to have to pay that back when you graduate. No, nah, that's not why. I really just think God just graced me to stay away from it. I didn't get any credit cards. I didn't add any extra financial weight to my life when I was in college. And I thank God for that because I really don't know how. <laughs> I really don't know how I managed to go to college all those years and never steep myself into financial trouble. I, I just don't understand. I don't really understand that. But that I did. And I'm grateful for, to God. But that's not the case for a lot of people. And my heart goes out to the people who I know who are college graduates who have great paying jobs, they're, they're great people, but they have an, an, an enormous amount of debt out the gate. Like you're starting behind the eight ball. You start life, you start your career in a deficit because you have so much debt. But there's hope. And that hope is in God and his word. That hope is in renewing your mind and beginning to put God's rich word in your heart so that it can produce richly in your life. Becoming a sower, the kind of sower that God wants you to become. Because notice, it says that God will send rain in, in his season and rich his rich storehouse will pour out from the sky. 
to bless the work of your hands so that you can lend to many nations. And that word lend, I believe it means just that, but I'm the type of person, I don't want to lend to anybody. I want to bless people. I know somebody don't feel that way. I know some people don't feel that way. Some people want to lend money and that's okay if you want to do that. Me personally, I want to be a blessing to everybody. I want to give to everybody. So God is literally saying, I want to put you in a position where you can bless everybody you want to, but you never have to borrow money again. Do you believe that? Listening to this podcast, you, do you believe that God can position you where you never have to borrow money again? I believe that. I believe that's exactly what God wants to do. I believe that God wants to bless the work of your hand. You know, part of the work of my hands is me teaching people about finances. And God has already told me that this is how he's going to prosper me by helping other people to prosper. I know that this is my lane. So I'm going to continue to consistently do everything I'm doing to teach people. Even while not many people are paying attention right now. I don't care about that. My, what I care about is doing what God has told me to do. I'm going to continue to feed whoever will listen this word on prosperity. Financial prosperity. Because prosperity is far-reaching. It is to, it's, it's total life. But in particular, I've been given an assignment of financial prosperity. And I'm going to continue to teach this until God says it's time for the world to know about me. And then when he does that, I'm going to go even further with it. That's where my head is. Because I understand and I know that God wants people rich. God wants people blessed. God wants people debt free. I know this beyond the shadow of a doubt. And so I'm going to help people to get there. Okay. Now, I want to let's talk about a couple scriptures and then we are going to be done for today. If we look at first Samuel chapter 22 and two, you'll see that there were a group of people who were ran to ran to David for solace. And the Bible says that these people were in debt. They were distressed and they were discontented. Think about that. People being in debt, distressed and discontented. You may be in that situation right now. Where you feel like you're in debt, you're distressed, and you're discontented. It says in verse 1, David fled from the city of Gath and went to a cave near the town of Adullam. When his brothers and the rest of his family heard that he was there, they joined him. People who were oppressed or in debt or dissatisfied went to him. About 400 men in all. And he became their leader. So there's people who were in debt in the Bible. And God has a way of getting them out. Okay? I want you to look in, uh, let me see, the thing is 1 Kings, 2 Kings. Let's look in 2 Kings chapter 4. We see another person who was in debt. It was a widow woman whose husband was a prophet. And he left her in debt. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story for us to get into right there. No, a man of God should not leave his family in debt. That shouldn't happen. We've got to do what we got to do to fix our financial situation so that we don't leave debt. To our family. Our, our, the legacy that we leave our families is not dead. But let's listen to this. Second Kings chapter 4. This, verse 1. The widow of a member of a group of prophets went to Elisha and said, Sir, my husband has died. As you know, he was a God-fearing man. But now a man he owed money to has come to take away my two sons as slaves in payment for debt. You know, the Bible says that uh, the, the, the borrower is servant to the lender. Okay. 
We don't want to be servants to anybody other than God. Verse 2, what shall I do for you, he asked. Tell me, what do you have at home? Nothing at all except a small jar of oil, she answered. Verse 3, watch this. Go to your neighbors and borrow as many empty jars as you can, Elisha told her. So borrowing is not necessarily bad. Sometimes God will lead you to borrow. But that's not the end game. Because this borrowing that she did was designed for her to get so much oil in those vessels that she can go and sell it and live off it and never have to borrow again. So there was a means that was a means to an end. But the overarching goal that God wants us to accomplish is to have so much money that we never have to borrow. Verse four says, then you and your sons go into the house, close the door and start pouring oil into the jars. Set each one aside as soon as it is full. Now, we know the end of that story. The Bible said that she poured so much oil until the, the, the last jar that she had was full. So she collected as many jars as she could. And when that last jar was full, that's when the all stopped. Okay, so we know that that's how that situation turned out. She had enough to go and live off of her and her household. To go and live off of for as long as they needed to live off of it. Okay, let's look at Exodus chapter 3. Let's look at another situation. This is a, this is a situation of supernatural debt cancellation. Exodus chapter 3. Verse 22. It says, well, let me let me read verse 21. It says, I will make the Egyptians respect you so that when my people leave, they will not go empty handed. Every Israelite woman will go to her Egyptian neighbors and to any Egyptian woman living in her house and will ask for clothing and for gold and silver jewelry. The Israelites will put these things on their sons, daughters, and carry away the wealth of the Egyptians. Listen to that. So the Israelites were enslaved. And God said, I'm going to give you favor with the Egyptians. I want all of the women to go and get clothing, um, jewel, jewelry, gold, silver, all of these types of things. And the Israelites, Israelite women did that. And the Egyptians gave it to them. Now, how crazy is that? It's not crazy. It's the favor of God. God touched their heart and made them give the Israelite women all of the things that they asked for. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 12 and let's see how that turned out. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 35, it says, The Israelites had done as Moses had said and had asked the Egyptians for gold and silver jewelry and for clothes. The Lord made the Egyptians respect the people and give what they asked for in this way. The Israelites carried away the wealth of the Egyptians. That's for the deep saints who say that when God talking about wealth and riches, he ain't talking about money. He just laid out what he was talking about in Exodus 3. Silver, gold, jewelry, those types of things. Valuables, the wealth of the Egyptians. And the Bible says, in this way, the Israelites carried away the wealth of the Egyptians. Wealth transference. Now, in the King James, New King James Version, it says that they borrowed those things. They asked to borrow those things from the Egyptians. And of course, we know that when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, they crossed over the Red Sea. The sea opened up and they walked through that. And on the way crossing over, when all of the Egyptian soldiers were coming through, the Bible says that the water closed down and drowned them and killed them all. So there's nobody for them to get that stuff back to. That's how God transferred the wealth from the slave masters and the Egyptians to the children of Israel, his children, because he did not want them to come out of that 
old season empty-handed. He wanted them to come out of that blessed and rich, so much so that he transferred the Egyptians' wealth to the children of Israel. And so I want to say to you this morning that God wants to position you to never borrow again. I need you to get that in your spirit. I need you to, to really lock in. I need you to understand and receive that revelation that God wants you to never borrow again. Not only does he want you to never borrow again, but he wants to position you to never borrow again. You are not alone in your financial matters unless you choose to be. You can ignore God's help and continue to do it your way and miss out on what God is trying to get you to do. But we just looked at it in Exodus chapter 3. No, I'm sorry, not Exodus. Um, we just looked at it in our first text that we looked at. I don't forgot what the first text was. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 9 through 12. We just looked at it where it said that God was going to rain down from his rich storehouse in season so that he can bless the work of your hands. So God is not going to allow you to do it on your own. He's going to help you. And the reason he's going to help you so that you can lend to many nations and you will never have to borrow from any. So believe today that God wants you blessed. God wants you richly blessed. He wants you walking in overflow, increase, more than enough, too much, excess, surplus. God wants you supernaturally blessed. And he wants you to be in position to where you never have to borrow again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you this evening. We thank you this afternoon. We thank you tonight that your word is rich. It's speaking to us today. Your word is moving in our hearts right now. It's stirring our spirits up right now. Lord, we planted a seed today, supernatural debt cancellation. We planted a seed of uh, financial freedom. We planted a seed of overflow. Rich wealth and increase, plenty, more than enough, affluence, opulence. We planted a seed today that we will never borrow again. Father, we know that you're a God who is rich enough and can bless us enough to where we never have to borrow money for anything. We can buy cars cash. We can buy clothes cash. We can buy houses cash. We can invest in businesses cash. We can do business startups cash. We can sow into our local ministries cash. We can do everything without having to even blink an eye. No worries, because we have so much. We can lend to many nations, but we'll never have to borrow from any of them. We thank you this morning that you have poured into us richly, and we will take this word and meditate on it and ponder exactly what it is that you're saying so that we can grow in the things of God and we can grow to be representative of your people. For you told us in Deuteronomy 28, verses 9, 10, and 11, that you want us to be known as your people. You want people to see that we are your people. And the only way they can do that is by you placing wealth, riches, and increase, material wealth and blessing in and upon our lives in such a manner that is distinctive from anybody else. We thank you for that anointing. Now we believe we receive everything we've asked for. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, please subscribe to the Rich Talk Podcast. Also, go and give us a, a rating. If you like what we've been doing, please go give us a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. I am working hard to continue to bring these podcasts to you guys. Uh, and I want you guys to be encouraged. I want y'all to understand and know that God wants to prosper you so richly and so, so financially sound. He wants you so blessed that you never have to borrow again. So with the NBA season coming up, 
will be reminded that we are NBA players as well. Never borrowing again. I love you guys again. This has been the Rich Talk, where talk is never cheap. Always rich. I am your host, Mike Carter. Until the next episode, this is it. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Be rich.